Welcome. And uh, we're back. It's Sovereign Minds, the podcast. Uh, <laughs> about downtown going, Reading. I think I want to, you know, uh, it's a, he's hit it. Hit <laughs> I want to do like a, a sports announcer or something. You know, it's like, it's Be careful hit, what you say. It's hit deep and he's going back. <laughs> and look at him go. Uh, so anyway, today is Monday, December 19th, uh, 2022. Once again, uh, Sovereign Minds, the podcast, uh, brought to you uh, from the epicenter of freedom, mountaintopmedia.com. And uh, we are patriots educating concerned Americans now. And that's a 501c3. All donations are tax deductible. Please write media in the reference line. If you decide to donate to us, you can get a hold of us at 530 221 <laughs> The address is 14421 Old Oregon Trail, Suite B, Redding, California, 96003. And we are on every medium out there that i can think of off the top of my head well sometimes them. they kick us off and things like that but you can always go to rumble and, and areas yeah. yeah we only get like a, se- a minute segment on youtube because uh they uh, or facebook they're, they're they'll, they'll but yeah uh, rumble's always a good bet anyway you can go to so what we want you to do is hit the like button smash the share kick the tremendously great uh, bell or whatever you're going to do and uh, and then get those instant notifications and uh, and get this spread out there so we can uh, it helps with the algorithm. So the title of our, our uh, show today is uh, JFK, CIA, FBI, and other three letter uh, agencies. And so I want to talk about uh, the first clip that we got going in here. And uh, if it's three well, letters, it's most likely not very good. <laughs> Just saying. Yeah, three letters equals four. Uh, <laughs> yeah, something like that. Uh, Four-letter words. Uh, three letters equals four-letter words. So, uh, you know, what I want to do, this is uh, going on. Now, Tucker did this thing the other night, and I'm not a huge fan of Fox News or anything, but I think this was an absolute, you know, stunning uh, admission here uh, from uh, from the uh, podcast, from his broadcast. Uh, in 1992, Congress passed the JFK Assassination Records Collection Act, and he'll explain all this, but uh, uh, it's pretty stunning uh, that, you know, and we'll talk about it afterwards. But uh, go ahead and play the clip and let's uh, let's hear what Tucker has to say about uh, the CIA and the Kennedy assassination. Good evening and welcome to Tucker Carlson tonight. So not long after Jack Ruby. Yeah, turn it up a little Lee bit. Harvey yeah, there Oswald we go. Perfect. On camera in the basement of Dallas police headquarters. A lot of Americans started to have some questions about the Kennedy assassination. It was, you'd have to admit, a pretty extraordinary sequence of events. A lone gunman murders the President of the United States, and then, less than 48 hours later, that lone gunman is himself murdered by another lone gunman. What are the odds of that? It's one thing if you get struck by lightning, rare but possible. But if every member of your family also gets struck by lightning all on different days, you might begin to suspect these are not entirely natural events. But, oh, replied the U.S. government, they are. This bizarre chain of killings was all entirely natural. So less than a year after the JFK assassination, the Johnson White House released something called the Warren Commission Report. And the report concluded that while their motives remained unclear, Both Lee Oswald and Jack Ruby had acted alone. No one helped them. There was no conspiracy of any kind. Case closed. Time to move on. And many many Americans did move on. At the time, they had no idea how shoddy and corrupt the Warren Commission was. It would be nearly 50 years before the CIA admitted under duress that, in fact, it had withheld information from investigators 
about its relationship with Lee Harvey Oswald. But even then, at the time, before that was known, the government's explanation didn't seem entirely plausible, and some people started asking obvious questions about it. It was at that point, as Americans started to doubt the official story, that the term conspiracy theory entered our lexicon. As Professor Lance DeHaven-Smith points out in his book on the subject, the term conspiracy theory did not exist as a phrase in everyday American conversation before 1964. In 1964, the year the Warren Commission issued its report, the New York Times published five stories in which conspiracy theory appeared. Now today, of course, the term conspiracy theory appears in pretty much every New York Times story about American politics. It's wielded, now as then, as a weapon against anyone who asks questions the government doesn't feel like answering. But despite 60 years of name-calling, those questions have not disappeared. In fact, they have multiplied with time. And here's one of them. In April of 1964, a psychiatrist called Louis Joylin West visited Jack Ruby in his isolation cell in a Dallas jail. According to West's written assessment, he found that Jack Ruby was, quote, technically insane and in need of immediate psychiatric hospitalization. Those are conclusions that, puzzlingly, no one who had spoken to Jack Ruby previously had reached. Ruby had seemed perfectly sane to the people who knew him. Louis Joylin West pronounced him crazy. But what, what West did not say was that he was working for the CIA at the time. Louis Joylin West was a contract psychiatrist for the spy agency. He was also an expert on mind control and a prominent player in the now infamous MKUltra program in which the CIA gave powerful psychiatric drugs to Americans without their knowledge. So of all the psychiatrists in the world, what in the world was this guy doing in Jack Ruby's prison cell? The media did not seem interested in finding out. In fact, the New York Times, in an extensive 1999 obituary of West, never mentioned the fact that he had worked for the CIA, much less his time in Jack Ruby's cell, which seems relevant. So you can see why non-crazy people would wonder about what really happened, and of course many have wondered. In 1976, long forgotten, the House of Representatives impaneled a special committee to reinvestigate the JFK assassination. Their bipartisan conclusion? Jack Kennedy was almost certainly murdered as the result of a conspiracy. But the question is, a conspiracy by whom? Well, the obvious suspect would be the CIA. Why else would the agency withhold critical evidence from investigators? Is there a benign explanation for that, for maintaining this level of secrecy for this many years? Not that we're aware of. And it is illegal. In 1992, Congress passed the President John F. Kennedy Assassination Records Collection Act. That act mandated full disclosure of all documents by 2017. 54 years after JFK was killed. The last administration promised to comply fully with that law, but under intense pressure from CIA Director Mike Pompeo, withheld in the end thousands of pages of CIA documents. Today, this afternoon, the Biden administration did exactly the same thing. That would be thousands of pages of documents after nearly 60 years, after the death of every single person involved but we still can't see them. Clearly, it's not to protect any person. They're all dead. It's to protect an institution. But why? Well, today we decided to find out. We spoke to someone who had access to these still-hidden CIA documents, a person who was deeply familiar with what they contain. We asked this person directly, did the CIA have a hand in the murder of John F. Kennedy, an American president? And here's the reply we received verbatim. Quote, 
The answer is yes. I believe they were involved. It's a whole different country from what we thought it was. It's all fake. It's hard to imagine a more jarring response than that. Again, this is not a, quote, conspiracy theorist that we spoke to. Not even close. This is someone with direct knowledge of the information that once again is being withheld from the American public. And the answer we received was unequivocal. Yes, the CIA was involved in the assassination of the president. Now, some people will not be surprised to hear that. They suspected it all along. But no matter how you feel about or what you thought about the Kennedy assassination, pause to consider what this means. It means that within the U.S. government, there are forces wholly beyond democratic control. These forces are more powerful than the elected officials that supposedly oversee them. These forces can affect election outcomes. They can even hide their complicity in the murder of an American president. In other words, they can do pretty much anything they want. They constitute a government within a government, mocking by their very existence the idea of democracy. As cynical as we have become after 30 years of watching government officials ignore the voters who employ them, we were shocked to learn this. It's not acceptable. Americans have trusted their government less with every passing year since the killing of John F. Kennedy. Maybe this is why. And people have known this for a long time. The people who knew would include every director of the CIA since November of 1963. And that list would include Obama's CIA director, John Brennan, one of the most sinister and dishonest figures in American life. That list would also include, we are sad to say, our friend Mike Pompeo, who ran the CIA in the last administration. Mike Pompeo knew this. We asked Pompeo to join us tonight, and though he rarely turns down a televised interview, he refused to come. We hope he will reconsider. Subscribe to the Fox News wow. YouTube. Wow, there's, uh, a, yeah. there's a ton of stuff to unpack there. There really is. And uh, why are they withholding the records? What's uh, what's the issue? Why would they not show them? Is there something in there uh, that's going to, you know, sh expose the conspiracy, the C-O-N-spiracy that they've been making? Uh, and the American people have been asking for those answers ever since it happened. Well, you know, it just takes me back to that, you know, that, that C-O-N-spiracy thing. That comes from Saturday Night Live. And, you know, some uneducated guy, he goes, it's a, it's a C-O-N, because he couldn't spell the rest of the word, so conspiracy. <laughs> and so they have make, been making fun of the term conspiracy, discrediting anybody who brings anything up conspiracy with a misinformation campaign to, to, to and I mean, we all know it. You all, right. We've all felt it. Anytime you mention anything about anything that the government is saying is not happening, you're a conspiratorial theorist. You're a denier. Yeah, so you're a. Does that sound like something the CIA has been doing for a long time? I was going to say, let's back it all up because after everything that we're starting to see, all the lies, then you go back and whatever they were saying against us, oh. Well, you guys well, must have been doing that. I think these guys are pros at misinformation campaigns. I think that their whole uh, existence is based on a misinformation campaign because, you know, the, 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 the biggest lie the devil ever told was the, the fact that his existence was even there. Right. And, you know, that he even existed was the lie. So, so, I mean, that's what's going on here is that these guys are denying the existence of a group of people who are running the show inside in a deep state uh, arena.
Yeah, so all we've heard is lies, lies, lies from uh, for a very long time. What's going to happen when the people start getting the answers well, to these? Uh, you know, the question is, we're getting this stuff out there. You know, and he's got an inside source that says, yes, they were involved and everything's fake. Man, if that doesn't slap you right in the well, freaking yeah, mud. Yeah, that's what I mean. Lies, lies, and lies. They're affecting election outcomes. They're the, I mean, gee, that doesn't sound like anything that's happening lately, does it? So you got to wonder, like with Trump and stuff, exactly what is he working on and where where are we going here? I don't know. I think it's not up to Trump. I think it's uh, up not to just the people. Trump. But yeah, yeah, but yeah, I get no. it. I mean, I think he bit off more than he can chew. I think he got in there. I didn't uh, think he realized how bad it was. I don't think he knew a lot of things going yeah. in. Uh, but I think he's realized now in his last little speech that he gave uh, that we don't have time to play today. I, I probably should have keyed it up. But... Uh, uh, it's, uh, yeah, it's about a five-minute speech. I said, just everybody go listen to what his, his solution is uh, for this. Uh, but um, if I had time, I'd pull it up and we'd play it. But uh, uh, in fact, maybe we should. <laughs> <laughs> but it's interesting, again, why they won't release all of those papers this many years on JFK. Well, what are you hiding? Uh you know, there's uh, several people that, you know, were present during that time that their stories have, you know, a lot different than what we've been told. Yeah, the problem is if we go to pull this up, if I don't vet it, uh, the, uh, uh, well, I got one here that might have it in here. The problem is that the, that you'll have a bunch of commentators, uh, you know, trying to oh. disseminate what's going on. But I think I found it. So I'm going to send the link over here to Jeremy. And but one see. thing about this, this should make the people out there question a lot of things that are going on and start doing research and finding out about some of this stuff, whether it's JFK or other things that are going on in our lives right now with our government. Well, there's, a, there's so much happening here. Let me see if I can get this copy or this paste over there. Oh, yeah. The, the news cycle is changing. I mean, just getting here today. News cycle was being changed as I was driving. It's like, holy crap, it's happened again, another drop or whatever. It's just, it's unbelievable. And then all of a sudden my computer's like really slowing down. Okay, here we go. There's the link. Go ahead and uh, let's play that, Jeremy, uh, and show it. We still got plenty of time, so I'm going to go ahead and, and get that keyed up. And, uh, uh, and before that comes in, we could also go to the next slide here uh, on, on the... Uh, agenda and talk about that while you're keying that up okay so this is interesting right here so this is this is the most courageous uh, newscast in 60 years the cia murder of my uncle was a successful coup d'etat from which our democracy has never recovered wow uh he doesn't know anything he's he's mm. right yeah he, he doesn't know anything oh he's he's uh you know just uh you know, another schmo. Oh, wait a minute. He's the son of uh, the other guy that got assassinated, too. Right. Okay, so you had Robert Kennedy uh, Sr. that was assassinated by Sirhan Sirhan, and you had John F. Kennedy, Kennedy that the, was uh, the lone gun. No, he was Oswald. Uh, uh, yeah, Oswald, then, I meant. Then, sorry. Then Ruby then Shot, killed, killed uh, Oswald. Oswald, yeah. Just as a dink because, you know, so, and, the, and this is like, smells of CIA all over the place. Now, since then... Maybe we don't get cootie taws like that because there's not enough guys out there with uh, the cojones to pull the trigger with cameras everywhere. And, you know, the now it's pretty hard to hide all this evidence. But uh, 
Well, I, even back then, the, the, the videos that they showed, it did not go down the way that they said it went down. No. It, at all. Uh, they, and they tried to get the American people to swallow it back then. Well, I actually have been to Daly Plaza. I've been to the Sixth Ford Depository, uh, Book Depository. I've been in there. I went up there to the Crow's Nest. I checked out all the, 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 the lines of fire, the site. Uh, I went to the all grassy knoll, went to the fence there. So it's quite an interesting deal. But uh, uh, the, the thing I noticed that if I was going to shoot the guy, number one, from the sixth floor depository, I would have done it when he was coming down the street before he made the turn. It was a much better shot than going away, straight away, uh, down that hill. Uh, but, you know, neither here nor there. And then you go to the grassy knoll and there's a, all people have carved their names in and blah, 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 and all this stuff and all the fence. And it's uh, quite an experience. But what I took away from that thing is that the shot that, he was supposed to have made would have been a very difficult shot right. when you see the actual dynamics of the distances and so forth, especially with an old man, liquor, uh, uh, or whatever. Oh, it's a, uh, I can't come up with the name of it. Uh, Carcano rifle. Uh, but, uh, interesting. So this guy's saying, gee, uh, the CIA murdered my uncle. And that's just off the cuff, right? He doesn't, he hasn't, uh, you know, been learning about stuff over the last 30 years. He doesn't know anything. He's just, a uh, you know, yeah, he wouldn't have any information that the rest of the people wouldn't have, you know. No, I don't know. No, not anyway, at all. Anyway, let's, uh, let's, let's key up Trump and hear what Trump has to say real quick in his speech and his response to a lot of this stuff and the Twitter and uh, everything else. And, uh, and uh, we'll talk about, about the that lies. <laughs> if we don't. Yeah, so this is entitled uh, Trump Responds to the Twitter Files in a New Video. So let's uh, let's go ahead and play this. I think it's uh, five minutes long and it's Forbes, but they might cut it up. So let's see what it says. Go ahead and play it. If we don't have free speech, then we just don't have a free country. It's as simple as that. If this most fundamental right is allowed to perish, then the rest of our rights and liberties will topple just like dominoes one by one. They'll go down. That's why today I'm announcing my plan to shatter the left-wing censorship regime and to reclaim the right to free speech for all Americans. And reclaim is a very important word in this case because they've taken it away. In recent weeks, bombshell reports have confirmed that a sinister group of deep state bureaucrats, Silicon Valley tyrants, left-wing activists, and depraved corporate news media have been conspiring to manipulate and silence the American people. They have collaborated to suppress vital information on everything from elections to public health. The censorship cartel must be dismantled and destroyed, and it must happen immediately. And here's my plan. First, within hours of my inauguration, I will sign an executive order banning any federal department or agency from colluding with any organization, business, or person to censor, limit, categorize, or impede the lawful speech of American citizens. I will then ban federal money from being used to label domestic speech as mis- or disinformation. And I will begin the process of identifying and firing every federal bureaucrat who has engaged in domestic censorship directly or indirectly, whether they are the Department of Homeland Security, the Department of Health, Human Services, the FBI, the DOJ, no matter who they are, 
Second, I will order the Department of Justice to investigate all parties involved in the new online censorship regime, which is absolutely destructive and terrible, and to aggressively prosecute any and all crimes identified. These include possible violations of federal civil rights law, campaign finance laws, federal election law, securities law, and antitrust laws, the Hatch Act, and a host of other potential criminal, civil, regulatory, and constitutional offenses. To assist in these efforts, I am urging House Republicans to immediately send preservation letters — and we have to do this right now — to the Biden administration, the Biden campaign, and every Silicon Valley tech giant, ordering them not to destroy evidence of censorship. Third, upon my inauguration as President, I will ask Congress to send a bill to my desk revising Section 230 to get big online platforms out of censorship business. From now on, digital platforms should only qualify for immunity protection under Section 230 if they meet high standards of neutrality, transparency, fairness, and non-discrimination. We should require these platforms to increase their efforts to take down unlawful content such as child exploitation and promoting terrorism while dramatically curtailing their power to arbitrarily restrict lawful speech. Fourth, we need to break up the entire toxic censorship industry that has arisen under the false guise of tackling so-called mis- and disinformation. The federal government should immediately stop funding all nonprofits and academic programs that support this authoritarian project. If any U.S. university is discovered to have engaged in censorship activities or election interferences in the past, such as flagging social media content for removal of blacklisting, those universities should lose federal research dollars and federal student loan support for a period of five years and maybe more. We should also enact new laws laying out clear criminal penalties for federal bureaucrats who partner with private entities to do an end run around the Constitution and deprive Americans of their First, Fourth, and Fifth Amendment rights. In other words, deprive them of their vote. And once you lose those elections, and once you lose your borders like we have, you no longer have a country. Furthermore, to confront the problems of major platforms being infiltrated by legions of former deep staters and intelligence officials, there should be a seven-year calling-off period before any employee of the FBI, CIA, NSA, DNI, DHS, or DOD is allowed to take a job at a company possessing vast quantities of U.S. user data. Fifth, the time has finally come for Congress to pass a Digital Bill of Rights. This should include a right to digital due process. In other words, government officials should need a court order to take down online content, not send information requests such as the FBI was sending to Twitter. Furthermore, when users of big online platforms have their content or accounts removed, throttled, shadow-banned, or otherwise restricted, no matter what name they use, they should have the right to be informed that it's happening, the right to a specific explanation of the reason why, 
and the right to a timely appeal. In addition, all users over the age of 18 should have the right to opt out of content moderation and curation entirely and receive an unmanipulated stream of information if they so choose. The fight for free speech is a matter of victory or death for America and for the survival of Western civilization itself. When I am president, this whole rotten system of censorship and information control will be ripped out of the system at large. There won't be anything left. By restoring free speech, we'll begin to reclaim our democracy and save our nation. Thank you, and God bless America. Well, no matter how you yeah. feel about that, I mean, there's a lot of stuff there that was said. A lot of uh, three-letter agencies, FBI, CIA, DHS. DOD. DOD. <laughs> uh, you, you know, uh, we're... Uh, where did all the where where did the fifty guys go on the CIA? You know that uh, said that he was in collusion with the Russians, and then the last Twitter thing was on the FBI and the laptop that's coming out uh, this morning. Right. So, yeah. This is just you know you can't even make this stuff up. We but but he, he's very right with the free speech thing. Yeah. We we have to get back to be able to have free speech, or it, we don't have anything. People are starting to see it. So yeah. So. We started a recall locally here for this exact thing at the local level of out of control, bureaucrats, not listening to the people. Oh, they wouldn't allow us to talk or do anything. They would just cut us off and say- They didn't care. Yeah. They didn't care. And and the, the smugness and, you know, yeah. the, the last meeting where the, the two people that are gone, you know, uh, uh, the smugness of the one was uh, still blaming everybody else that uh, well, our, our priorities are all out of whack and and we're and he's the one that's right. And we're all screwed up while he's getting voted out of office because he's he's a, right. He's quitting. And we put a new guy in after. You know, uh, the election. But that's why we just kept moving forward, too. We haven't let up on that and getting people in there that will listen to us and allow us well, to exercise our free speech that, in our county. That's where I'm going. This is a call to action for everybody listening. You need to get involved in your local yes. government. You need to get people on the uh, school boards, and you need to get people uh, in the boards of supervisors and city hall who respect the Constitution, who understand where the power of uh, we the people <coughs> comes from, and that's where Excuse they're getting me. their power. So... So uh, yeah, we have to do that. It, it time is of the essence with that. I mean, we've got to get involved, and we have seen the difference right here in Shasta County because in this last election, like school board yep. people, we had people run and get into office that never were really into politics, never ran for office, and they took the vote and got in. Well, this experiment of self governance requires the people who are the you know, we the people to in, get it themselves involved in it. So let's yeah. let's move on to the next slide. I want, we got a couple more things to okay. cover, and then we'll and then we'll be done here. So we we got a couple three minutes here left. But what a house of cards is going to come down when you start cutting the the heads off of CIA and Whoa. FBI people and stuff. I'm just saying for three. I, li no, I like this. Now this is going. We're going back to uh, to Sw Swalwell. Uh, in, uh, you know, uh, his epic, epically dense tweet provides entertaining purposes. So his, uh, go ahead and scroll up, I guess, uh, so we can see the picture. Uh, Swalwell is best known for. Oh yes, okay. yes, yeah. So so here he's. A uh, picture is worth a thousand words. <laughs> there's 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 Elon Musk. He's with all of the uh, with all of the uh, uh, I don't know what do you call them the head the sheiks of, uh, of the, yeah, Saudi Arabia. Arabia? Oil or whatever they are. So let's uh, scroll up some more. And uh, 
uh, let's see what Cat Turd uh, had to say. Keep going. Uh, right there. Here's Cat Turd. Uh, and so I, he, a cat turd agrees uh, a that it's worth, worth a, a thousand words. words. Now, this is Fang Fang, who is a confirmed Chinese spy that he was sleeping with. Go ahead and go up a little farther so we can uh, uh, see. It says, you know, Cam Cardow uh, says, America, the only country in the world where you can literally sleep with the actual enemy spy and still be, be in, in Congress. Congress. Yep. Now, they did a poll this morning on, on, on Twitter. And they asked, uh, who would you rather have in, in, uh, take over Twitter? And there's various... Uh, oh, yeah, I did see the, part of that, yeah. Well, Cat Turd won. Uh, by, oh, I didn't see that. I didn't <laughs> he, see that part. He got like 44% of the vote. <laughs> <laughs> so so uh, go ahead and scroll up a little um, farther. I don't think there's any more left here, but... Uh, Oh yeah, there is. Uh, yeah, so so here's another picture worth a thousand words. <laughs> <laughs> I keep telling him to shut up and lay low. <laughs> Meow. <laughs> this is Kurt responding to cat turns. Yeah. So so Twitter's become pretty interesting these days. And then Elon Musk is talking about uh, he had a poll where he was going to if they voted him out, he would step down would as step down as, as CEO. CEO. Yeah, and that's why they were having a poll. Right. And cat turd won the poll, saying and and of course Elon. Put something because I think he's already got it all figured out. He's expecting him because well, most of yeah, the, I don't think he would be asking the question if, if he, he didn't, didn't have the, the answer. Exactly yeah. because he already knows that uh, uh, Twitter is still my uh, primarily uh, you know uh, liberal uh, people on it. Oh yeah, you see it. Yeah. So so I think he already knew the answer, and then he tweeted back saying, uh, "Be careful of what you wish for." I did see that one too. <laughs> yeah. So it's uh, getting interesting over on Twitter. Let's uh, let's go to our next uh, story. We got it is on. way different than it was before. That's for sure with Twitter. Uh, can you step me down? Uh, there's that one. Yeah. Let's. Uh, so I sent you uh, a uh, a PDF. Uh, I think that's what I want to see next. Is a PDF of a Supreme Court document. Do we have that on there? And this would be the maybe I missed it. I thought I sent it to you. There we oh. go. So so this is uh, something we need to keep our uh, eyes on. This is a uh, case number uh, petition number twenty two dash three eighty. This is on uh, Brunson versus Adams. Uh, this is a petition that was filed in the Supreme Court challenging the fact that uh, uh, the people that were asked to examine the evidence. Uh, of the election fraud in several different places across the country uh, were never, and this isn't about whether there was fraud or not, this is about whether they had a constitutional duty to actually examine whether there was fraud, and they refused to examine it. You know, so all these court cases, they didn't want to have anything to do with it. So let's scroll uh, down, or scroll up, if you will, and, uh, you know, keep going, and uh, it'll show who's uh, named here, which is right there. Well, the interesting thing about well, this I was is... looking for what, what the penalty is here. Uh, well, federal law regulates the oath of office by government officials into divided parts, and you can go through all this. But the, the penalties for violating this, and I'll cut to the chase here, the, the last line of the uh, second uh, paragraph, or the first paragraph after the tagline up front, uh, it says... Uh, the USC code 57311, which includes removal from office and confinement or a fine. So, and and any pay, person taking this, if you keep going down, uh, once the, if they're removed from this office and this criminal violation, they can never hold another office again. So now what's so interesting thing is, number one, we didn't hear about this in the media. Number well, two, of course not. Number two, the Supreme Court looks like it's going to hear the case. 
Now, what does that mean? Does that mean they're going to side with the, 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 the petitioner? I don't, I don't know. Uh, but why would usually when they don't want to have nothing to do with something like this, they usually kick it down to a lower court. Well, they just say they don't want to hear it, or, and, yeah. it and it dies. Okay, that uh, be, too. Uh, so it just dies because there's nobody's going to hear the case, and then there's no there's no appeal to any higher court. So there's no court for it. It just it just dies uh, a, a slow death of of uh, nobody hearing the case. So so if you look at this, it says it makes it on fi uh, USC Code five seven. 311, if you read it, which explicitly makes it explicitly makes it a federal crime and a violation of the of office for anyone employed in the United States government, including members of Congress, to advocate for the overthrow of the constitutional form of government. And it provides those penalties, removal from office. Advocate is further specified in executive order, which for purposes of enforcement supplements uh, the uh, USC uh, uh, Code uh, 7311. Uh, provision is uh, for any person taking the oath of office to advocate the alteration or the form of government of the United States by unconstitutional means. Our form of government is defined in the Constitution. So, so if their action is to let this never examine the evidence that there is an election uh, fraud, whether there's fraud or not. not Inst indicates they're, that, that they're in violation of the Constitution, and and that yes. and makes it unconstitutional. The means of that, so this could be a, a, a huge thing. I'm, I'm not saying it is, but it's definitely interesting, and it should be on the radar of most people. Uh, and uh, so you could. Do, do we the, have any idea when they're supposed to come back with saying whether they're going to look at it or I anything? Haven't, I haven't got any time frames on it. It was filed uh, in uh, October 24th of 2022, and. Uh, uh, so we'll see what happens, but keep your nose to the wind on this, if you will, and uh, uh, your ear to the ground, I guess, and uh, we'll see. That where, could where be a lot. <laughs> a yeah. lot of people being removed from office or confined or fine or all of the above. I mean, would that not be a stunning deal here? That Wouldn't that clean the the White House up? Wow. I don't know. <laughs> Pretty quick, but anyway. Yeah, we're at the end of the show. We might want to kick uh, our sponsor up there on the screen, and then uh, we're, mm. we're out of here. Miss Julie Foster. Julie Foster is up on all the screen. All State Insurance. There we go. Uh, all State Insurance. Uh, Julie Foster, Red Bluff, uh, 810 Main Street, Red Bluff, California. Her uh, phone number is 530-527-5534, and you can call her 24-7, and, uh, and she'll meet uh, all your insurance needs. And... Uh, I like her motto of the small town of Red Bluff should be, I'd rather be outdoors. <laughs> anyway, with that said. Yep. Uh, uh, we're at the end of the show. You all have a, a Merry Christmas. I'm not sure when this is going to air, but yeah. well, have a Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas and be safe. And we will probably not see you until next year. And a Happy New Year if we yeah. uh, don't see you by then. Government is not reason. It is not eloquence. It is force and force like fire. It is a dangerous servant and fearful master. And we'll see you on the flip side. Next time.